you're listening to the Wellness Kachina podcast, where I give you tips and tricks about getting your family involved in the kitchen and making delicious and nutritious meals with ease. I'm Celestina, a chef, registered dietitian nutritionist, and a lover of good food, especially pizza. Every boy, every girl, zest up your life. People of the world, zest up your life. Ah. Oh, wait, this isn't the audition for American Idol. Sorry, guys. Okay, back to it. We are talking about zesting up your life today. That was a little shout out to the Spice Girls, or I guess in this case, the Zest Girls. Okay, so why zesting? I like it to liven up a boring dish or to add flavor to a dish without having to add any additional liquid. We're going to talk about some zesting basics first. You want to choose your citrus. So lemon, limes, oranges, blood oranges, caracaras, mandarins, grapefruits. There's a ton of citrus out there. So choose your citrus. Rinse, thoroughly wash your citrus. A lot of the times when we get citrus from the store, it has this like funky waxy coating on it, unless you're buying organic citrus. We just want to kind of get that off. The next thing that you're going to need is going to be a zester or a microplane or a grater or a peeler and some knife skills. The zester is going to be preferred, but I understand that not everyone has a zester in their kitchen. And by zester, I mean like a microplane style. So these were actually used in like carpentry work. And the the person who invented them or was using them for carpentry work was like, you know what? We can make more profits on these if we sell them to the culinary industry. Hence, the zester and microplane. Microplane is a brand, not necessarily the instrument itself. It's still just like called a zester. So that's gonna be the most ideal tool. But if not, like a box grater would work. If you are using a box grater though, you're gonna to wanna to use one of the smaller holes on that box grater. And then lastly, a peeler, one that you use for potatoes or carrots will work as well. You just have to have some knife skills. So the zester is gonna be most preferred because it's gonna grate off just enough of the skin without getting any of that bitter white part. And that's called the pith. So we wanna avoid having the pith in our zest. My preferred zester is one that has kind of a catch on the bottom. So it acts as a cover when you store it, but then you can flip it over and it'll catch the zest underneath. Uh, and I'll put a link to one of my favorites in the show notes. Just so you guys know, I don't make any money off of that. I just want to share a really cool product with you. So zesting basics. This is how you're going to approach the act of zesting. And you know what? I'll actually post a video of zesting in my Instagram TV. I will put the link to that in the show notes as well, since you guys can visually see the act of zesting. So I'm right-handed. So I actually hold the zester in my left hand and whatever kind of citrus I'm using in my right. Essentially, you want to use the whole width of the zester when possible. And you kind of just want to brush the citrus over the top of the zester and continuously turning the citrus as well so we're not getting that pith. It's kind of a delicate balance between pressing hard enough to ensure that you're getting the zest off but not too hard so that you're just going through the first outer layer directly into the pith. So at this point you want to use a gentle rocking motion so kind of just taking off that top layer of skin and you want to continuously rotate the lemon between each stroke so that you can get a new surface every time that you're going around the lemon. And you want to do this until you've completely zested the lemon. I would say for any recipe, unless you're kind of just finishing a dish, which we'll talk about in a little bit, but for most recipes, if it says use the juice of one lemon or the juice of one lime, I recommend using the zest of that whole lemon in the recipe as well. And unlike my homegirl, Martha Stewart, sorry, Martha, 
to call you out like this, but she zests upside down and that makes me so angry. So like she'll put the citrus underneath and like move the zester, but really it should be the opposite. So you're moving the citrus, not moving the zester. The reason for this is because if you zest on top of the food that you want to infuse with the zest, the oils, like the essential oils that come out of the outer layer of the citrus are going to go directly into that food. If you're doing it upside down, they're just going to be lost into the air. It's going to smell delicious, but they're not going to do anything to enhance the taste of your food. So don't be Martha Stewart and zest directly onto your food product or into the catcher on your zester. If you're using a box grater, you want to choose, like I said before, the smallest holes, and you want to use the same technique that I just explained to be able to grate the citrus, ensuring that you're, that you're turning it fairly regularly. If you are using a box grater, it's going to be a little bit more challenging to get even zest off of the citrus. So if you have neither a box grater nor a zester, you want to use a peeler. So again, one that you want to use for like potatoes or carrots. And at this point, you want to gently peel the citrus. You don't want to put a ton of force behind that peeler because you don't want to peel too deep and get that white pith on there. It's going to be super bitter and it's not going to enhance your food. It's just going to be funky. So once you've successfully peeled your citrus, you want to make really, really, really very, I can't even stress this enough. You want to make very, very, very thin strips of whatever citrus you have. You want to flip those strips 90 degrees and then continue to to make really tiny pieces of the outside of that citrus. And it's imperative that everything is super tiny because if not, you're just gonna be chewing on citrus the whole time and it's not super pleasant when it's like that. So that's kind of like last case scenario if you don't have either a grater or a zester. So where do we use zest? Rather where or when do we use zest? My response is everywhere, all day, every time, because I love it and because it really does enhance food. I've been zesting forever. I don't want to say I'm a zesting hipster, but I'm going to say it. I'm a zesting hipster. I was zesting before it was cool to zest in the sense that like I don't like wasting food products. So if you can get the most flavor out of all of your food, why not? Using the zest is first and foremost. So before you cut any citrus ever from now on, zest it first. And even if you don't need it immediately, you can dry it and use it at a later date. Okay, but really, where do you zest? It's super versatile in the sense that you can use it in everything from like savory items to dessert items, and we're gonna talk specifics. So in desserts, orange zest in particular pairs really well with chocolate and with berries. Using it in any kind of chocolate dessert, whether it's in the recipe or kind of as an addition to later on, that'd be perfect. And that's with anything of these going forward. So whether it's in the recipe or as an addition to, or as like a garnish or just kind of a finishing zest. Lemon and lime can really lighten up something like a rich vanilla cake or kind of a whipped cream. I like to use zest in salads or in dressings as well. So whenever I make a dressing at home, I always use some type of citrus. And if you want to learn how to make a dressing, go back to episode two. Um, so I always use zest when I'm making a dressing. And then if you have a hearty salad, also back in episode two, or a really rich salad, like a Caesar, you can brighten and lighten it up with some zest. So rather than just dumping a ton of lemon juice on it, using the zest will add a different kind of lightness and brightness to that salad. I like using it on pasta or even on other grains. So lemon zest can pair really well and help to soften and lighten a cream-based sauce. So if you have like an Alfredo or what's super popular right now is like a cauliflower-based Alfredo, 
or even if it's not a cream sauce, say you have like pasta primavera or aglio olio, meaning garlic and oil, adding zest to that is going to change the flavor of it completely. Or even cacio e pepe, so that's cheese with just some cracked black pepper on it. If you add some lemon zest to that, oh my god, it is delicious. So just something small, something seemingly insignificant zest can completely transform a dish. Or if you have a grain-based salad or grains as a side, you can add some zest to help complement the flavors that you have going on. So for example, if you have like Mexican or Asian flavors, add some lime. If you have some Mediterranean flavors, add lemon. And if you have like North African or like Middle Eastern flavors, add some orange. Seafood. Seafood is like made for zest, essentially. I feel like everyone always puts lemon juice on their seafood, but you can use lemon zest and it'll completely elevate your seafood. So next time you make fish, I challenge you to try a little bit first without anything on it. Have your next bite with lemon zest and tell me how much the flavor has changed. Literally email me or like comment on my Instagram page or comment on the video about zesting on the Instagram page and tell me how much zesting has changed your life just in seafood. So with fish in particular, I think zest does a better job of livening up the flavors than juice. So give that a shot next time and let me know. So cooked veggies, dark leafy greens and citrus are nature's perfect match. I know I said that with fish, but it's super cool because the vitamin C in citrus actually helps to bring out the absorbability of iron in greens. So iron is found in all dark leafy greens, but it's actually accentuated even more so when you add vitamin C. So not only does it taste delicious to put lemon juice on your greens, but they're nutritionally really good for you as well. So I like to use both zest and juice on greens. It's imperative to add the juice after the cooking process. If not, it's gonna turn your greens a really funky dark brown color when you cook them. Saute your greens, do whatever you gotta do, and then right as you're serving them, finish them with both juice and zest. Life-changing guys, I promise. So for roasted veggies, so for root veggies like carrots, turnips, things of that nature that are a little bit hardier, I like to finish with orange zest. Carrots, honey, and orange zest are amazing if you want like a glazed carrot. Brussels and other cruciferous veggies pair really well with both lemon and lime. Chicken, like tofu, for example, is a blank slate. Literally any citrus zest will help brighten and liven up boring chicken, especially chicken breast, because I know people always complain about boneless, skinless chicken breast. And as a dietitian, I feel like I have to say that boneless chicken breast is kind of like the go-to. And I honestly, I eat that too but it doesn't have to be boring. I will have another episode on how to make the world's best boneless skinless chicken breast and make it not dry, also not undercooked. That will be a future episode, but with zest, you can liven up literally any piece of chicken. And even if you have a couple of day old breasts or breasts that you've cooked already in the fridge, this can be a really good way to rework it. So add some zest. Some of my favorite uses for zest just kind of throwing them out there. Orange zest and cardamom. I like them in oats or in pancakes. Delicious. Lemon zest works really well when you're using Parmigiano Reggiano cheese. So I know I mentioned cacio e pepe, the pasta earlier, but if you have parm on like a salad, adding some lemon zest is super good. Or even like parm on asparagus, lime zest or lemon zest can really liven that up. And I love to finish dishes just like with a really quick hit of zest. Lime zest in particular goes really well to like finish a stir fry. 
I hope you guys see some value in this. And if you don't use Zest already, I hope that this has converted you. Or at least I hope your first bite with Zest converts you because it is life-changing. It's also really good as a flavor additive or as a flavor addition if you have like heart disease or you're on a reduced sodium diet because obviously you can't use as much salt or any depending on kind of your restrictions. So this is a really good way to add flavor without having to add any additional salt to the food. So definitely keep that in mind. Three main takeaways. So my three takeaways for today, use zest to add flavor without adding a liquid. Be sure not to zest into the pith of the citrus. Use zest everywhere. Thanks for listening, guys. Reach out via email at cbrunettiwellness at gmail.com to leave comments, show topics you'd like to hear going forward, or just to say hey. Check out Wellness Cucina's Instagram at chef underscore RDN for cooking tips, recipes, and Instagram videos that relate to this podcast in particular. If you're interested in learning more about how you and your family can build stronger bonds while gaining kitchen confidence, schedule a complimentary call. Link is in the show notes. Next week, we'll be talking about using what's in your fridge and whipping up a dinner in no time. 